0: Welcome to Talking Hoosier Baseball. We are recording this on Wednesday, June 21st, 2023. I am Carl James, joined by Chris Feeney, Josh Bennett and Cassidy Palmer. The Indiana Hoosiers finished the season with a 43 and 20 record, making it to game seven of the regional finals before falling to host Kentucky Wildcats in Lexington. Uh, This was a 16 game improvement in wins. An improvement from eighth to second in the Big Ten standings with a 16 and eight conference mark. Uh, Indiana won seven games against teams that went on to win 40 games on the season. So far, three Hoosiers have been named to freshman All-American team and four were named to the American Baseball Coaches Association's Midwest All-Region team. Uh, So it's uh, been a pretty special (laughs) turnaround season. Uh, Tonight, we will recap that season on a month-by-month basis, and then we'll kind of get together and have a conversation on some specific pieces about the regional and the season as a whole. Uh, To get us started, I'm going to hand it over to Chris, who is going to give us a recap of what happened in February.
1: Thanks, Carl. Uh, I don't think you can talk about February without talking about the expectations going into February. Right. We were 27 and 32 coming in. We hadn't made the tournament and felt like forever. Um, <clears throat> a whole entire new pitching staff, at least that's how it felt. Um, a lot of bats were coming back, but a lot of them were freshmen coming back. Right. We didn't know what we were going to get to hear that sophomore slump thing. You don't know what you're going to get once they have all the video on. them. So it was really a lot of unknown. And I think that was a lot of what happened with that sixth place pick that Carl just mentioned in the Big Ten. Uh, and it wasn't just like the coaches poll. Nobody thought we were like going to be in the top of the Big Ten. But it's hard to pick something that you don't know. So I, I give them, you know, a pass on a lot of that. It wasn't going to be one of those. Look what we did to the preseason stuff. I'll do that to the series later, of course. I <laughs> gave it back to a bunch of those reporters. When we beat teams, they told them we wouldn't. But as far as going into February, I know I didn't know. And then we spoke to Coach Mercer. We spoke to Coach Glant. And a lot of what we heard from them, was like, oh, hold on. I, you know, I was very confident last year going into the season with the pitching and the stat and the third, and it obviously didn't work out. So they, they did lower the bar. You know, they weren't sure, and and we obviously weren't sure. If, if the guys wearing the uniforms aren't sure, you know what I'm saying, we obviously weren't going to be. But coming off a 27-32 and 32 season, um, we headed out to Auburn, and I got to tell you, I heard a lot about the, the, the stadium and the ballpark and the experience, and maybe it's just because the way the SEC is looked at and some of these parks have 14 decks and, you know, 12,000 people in them. You no, know, they were saying it wasn't going to be – I thought it was great. I thought the environment was great. The ballpark was great. I had an excellent time. I um, want to thank the program for letting us come out the night before for that practice. That was a really nice experience. Got to meet some of the players that we hadn't known yet. Got some really cool footage in the batting cages and on the field. It was a really nice way to have like an opening day Eve um, experience. So thank you to the program for that. And, and, you know, obviously opening day didn't go the way we wanted. It was a back and forth game. Um, I never felt dominated in that game. I got to tell you. And, and yeah, we didn't pull it out. Second game. All right. It, it was more Orban's way. and <laughs> We blowed him the hell out on Sunday with little did we know our ace on the mound. Uh, Luke was great. The SEC fans were impressed. That that was I remember when you know the SEC fans were all over Twitter, right? They were always writing back and sending gifts and this memes, and when they were so impressed by by Senard, it's like, yeah, we might have something here, right? You know, you Move might your Goon to Friday. <laughs> yes, they put that picture
2: and said, "How is he pitching on Sunday?"
1: Like they couldn't believe it because he was so good and he was special. He really was, and he got that first W of the season for us. Um, and I was looking at it. I didn't, I don't think I realized this at the time, but that was the earliest home opener we'd ever played. Uh, you know, we spanked Miami of Ohio back at the Bart, and, and and good for the team for trying to schedule early. Right? You never know. Indiana's crazy. I've learned that. I'm here enough years. Uh, <laughs> I consider myself a Hoosier. It's been so damn long. Uh, but you know, you never know what weather you're going to get in any month. So credit for the program for scheduling in February because you might just actually play them. So we spanked Miami of Ohio. Then we went out to Texas. And I got to tell you, I thought the Texas games were going to be where we were more overmatched, and we absolutely were not, right? Every game was a two-run game, a close battle, a close game. I actually thought either team could have swept that series. Uh, every game was within two or three runs. And, again, it played out the same way. We lost Friday, we lost Saturday, Luke won Sunday. And, and if we weren't sure after Auburn, we were certainly sure after Texas that we had a special one Luke Um In the end of February was a, another blowout smart scheduling in february at the bart Uh, i looked at it our february run total at the bart was 24 to 4 uh in the two wins so we absolutely started hot at the bart and we really i think it might have only been two road wins but i think they were worth a lot um we're going to talk about june later but i really think the way coach mercer schedules has a lot to do how we performed in june you know, we just he didn't build the schedule in 19. That was Limo's schedule. He just had to play it. Not that Lamonis didn't schedule hard because he did. But I think now we're seeing the master plan. We're seeing the schedule they want. We've got the players they want. Um, obviously he had a ton of pitching to replace off 27 and 32, but he did it. And and for all the people who want to glance out the door, and he throws up a 40 spot, right? And 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 in all the K's and and Luke Sennard was not an up and coming five star prospect. I hate yeah. to tell you guys. He was a, he was a hilltopper, I believe. Yep. Wasn't he Western Kentucky or something? Mm-hmm. Yep. So, if that's, uh, if you've got to give credit to, to, to what they helped him with. So, you know, there was our February. We, we were sitting there at 500, but it sort of felt like we were way above 500 then. Uh, we're going to kick it to Carl for a, a little bit of March.
0: Yep. Well, the March strategy, and coaches even talked about that, you know, is is uh, after evaluating what happens that first two weeks, um, you know, you still have one more really good week. In this case, they went to the Keith LeClaire Classic uh, at East Carolina. Um, so played three different teams, uh, did win against Georgetown, but uh, lost against uh, East Carolina. Um, And Long Beach. Uh, So it was started this the month one and two, but then went on to be 14 and three for the total of the month. Uh, Lots of home cooking, (laughs) a lot of games at the BART. And and part of that scheduling process is then, okay after you've played those three really tough weeks on the road, get everyone back home, uh, evaluate what you've got spend time in the cages you spend time with the pitchers uh but what's interesting is thanks to you know uh late winter weather in bloomington indiana uh to get all the games in it turned out that they were scheduled they ended up being being scheduled to play nine games in 10 days
1: uh
0: so in playing series, there was a wednesday through friday series in this uh, and they managed to sweep Bellarmine and Moorhead State. The only game they lost in that whole stretch was the one road game in that in that, which was a midweek uh, at Kentucky, where the team got run ruled. Um, and in thirty degree weather, that was cold. <laughs> it was my first look at Kentucky Proud Park. Didn't know I was going to get to spend so much time there uh, <laughs> in, in the season. But uh, that was uh, it. Was a beautiful park that uh, where the Indiana. Uh, about half of the Indiana family showed up, and that was more people there than all of the Kentucky fans combined. <laughs> so there was about 25 people watching that game, <laughs> all bundled up, and, and thankfully they served coffee. I was really happy about oh. that. They served coffee there. so <laughs> They
1: need more uh, concession stands. I'll give them that. <laughs> yeah. When it's crowded, they need
0: more. Yeah. Well, they didn't need more that day. That was for sure. Uh, they just they, <laughs> no, just they had like the, the, the one pumping out coffee was pretty much all that you had. Uh, but the, uh, and that was a tough loss. Uh, but in the middle of that stretch, what they did was manage to show that the team had the pitching depth. It wasn't just that you had, you, like you said, you already established that Sennard was the real deal, but you had to have these freshmen step up put together big innings. Um, and yes, the competition wasn't the best out there. Although, you know, Morehead state is, uh, consistently is at the top of their league. These were tough games. And yes, it was a matter of this team showing that they could play in tough games, win tough games and find a way to win. So even if things didn't go well during the game, they figured out a way to win these games um, they did manage to get their biggest resume win of the season, which you didn't realize at the time, but uh, a 15 to five win over Indiana state <laughs> was a, a team that went up posting a regional. That was a really big win. And then big 10. You should season have hosted a super. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> and then opening the big 10 season. Um, and of course it was like looking at it preseason Ohio state, great arms. Hey, they had a you know, Friday guy that was very highly touted. Um, and Indiana came to play at the BART and swept that series. They knocked around the Friday guy and just pretty much dominated the week and then beat a really good Kent state team as well. So it was a, just a, a month of domination. Um, knowing that if the goal was to get to the postseason, March is a month that needs to be domination. Yeah. But the fact that you, you transition from last season's March, which wasn't anywhere near this good and had some pretty ugly pieces to it, to this season's March that ended up 14-3, and three, it was really a solid month. Um, and then gets in, we get into the heart of Big Ten season in April, and Josh will take us through April. Uh, yeah, thanks, Carl. A lot of... A lot of games
2: played in April. The Hoosiers went 13 and seven, uh, six and six in the conference. Uh, they won a series at P- at Penn State. After that, Ohio State series that Carl just mentioned. Um, then they lost at the regional host winner, and like Chris said, should have been super host uh, Indiana State. Uh, they won the Iowa series at the Bart and one of the more memorable games. Uh, Colopy had a walk off off the foul pole in the 10th inning after Sonard and Kraft pitched 10 innings of no run ball. I mean, that was just, that was an incredible game to, to watch. Uh, then they beat ball state who like we talked about was attorney team 1613. Uh, and I don't know that I'd ever heard of this before, maybe in slow pitch softball, but all nine starters got a hit an RBI and scored a run in that game. I mean that's that, that's video yeah. game or or slow pitch softball yes. stuff, um, and then uh, Carl mentioned um, the eight and one in the nine games in ten days the month before. Well, um, the the series after that was at Illinois, where uh, there was a doubleheader on Saturday, and that kicked off a run of eight straight wins in eleven days. So just kind of that same kind of gauntlet where. Hey, you better have young pitchers and guys that can step up and do their, do their job. But in, in that doubleheader on Saturday, uh, IU won those first two, obviously, uh, with 34 hits, no errors and 22 runs and 11 multi-hit efforts between those two games. So the offense really got, really got going there. Um, and then they beat Louisville one at Cincinnati, uh, Ohio slip a series with Ohio and beat ball state again uh before that um month wrapped up with probably the worst weekend of the of the season uh Maryland we ran into a bus all that was as hot as they've been, and we just weren't up for the task which which kind of put a damper on the on the month to end it, but overall thirteen and seven. Um, that's not too bad so uh, so now Cass will tell us about the conclusion of league play and the Big Ten tourney
3: yes thank you Josh Uh, yeah May was slightly less uh, chaotic with the scheduling which usually happens weather starts to stabilize and then uh, finals week there's no midweeks that helps uh, get a break in there but for the month of May, the Hoosiers were uh, ten and four, seven and two in in Big Ten regular season play, and uh, they started things off well uh, with a sweep of Northwestern at Northwestern, uh, including a twelve inning performance. I believe that was the longest of the year. Uh, if I remember correctly, but again, squeezed out some closer than expected games against Northwestern, uh, and then there was a an in season uh, schedule change uh, with with a midweek pickup over at Xavier, uh, which the Hoosiers also won, uh, and then a real fun. Fun weekend uh, hosting the Boilermakers. The Hoosiers pit up, put up what fifty-one runs in in three games and got the sweep of Purdue. We will take that every day of the week. Uh, they gave up just uh, sixteen runs in return to scoring fifty-one, so that is always fun to watch as a Hoosier. And then uh, hosted Evansville, where they again put up the win uh, before traveling up to East Lansing, where uh, they lost the series uh, one to two uh, in in three very close games. Uh, That wrapped up the regular season. Then they moved on to Big Ten Tourney, where they won the... Uh, Big Ten tourney opener for the first time under Coach Mercer, and the first time in forever and a half overall. Uh, beat Illinois four to three again. These very close wins. This this team took what it learned early in the season and applied it when it actually mattered. Uh, they did then uh, lose the second and third games to Iowa and Michigan, respectively. Uh, just kind of ran out of gas a little bit and in a situation where there wasn't much movement. They were solidly in the Big Ten tournament or in the the regional. So that didn't really matter. They They were locked into a two or a three seed unless they won the whole thing and a whole bunch of other games outside of the Big Ten went their way. So definitely look into to see some stuff, maybe make a few adjustments. But overall, things were pretty well set. They knew who they were using and what what situations. There wasn't a whole lot on the line in those last two games. Uh, for the month of May, uh, the Hoosiers hit 303. Pretty good. Uh, strikeout rate uh, per at-bats uh, of about 20% touch high but not horrible like that i'll take 20 percent for for a month pretty much any time uh scoring about eight and a half runs a game on the other side they gave up uh just a touch under six runs a game which you can see 10 and four that that's the way that happens uh a 471 era so a touch there were a few couple games in there of double digit earned runs Uh, That happened from time to time. And an opponent batting average of just 263. So overall a very solid uh, month of May. Uh, And so uh, uh, Carl posted a recap on the site this weekend about uh, the week in Lexington. Uh, Carl, there was some, um, I'm going to say unpleasantness between indiana and kentucky uh what did you find out about that
0: uh well there was obviously you know uh it was discussed uh in, in multiple things in in the post games about uh the the fact that the uh the coaches uh in particular had um some less than pleasant <laughs> uh conversations mm-hmm. after a couple of the games and there that the teams did not in the end handshake after the uh the championship um and it, there was a lot of little background stuff and that that, that were <clears throat> that was head scratching and and confusing um i'm really only going to kind of talk about one piece of this um which is something that uh that that i had we had a source that told us uh kind of a detail about what what they thought that happened um, and then in, in confirmation, I went and had asked uh, Kentucky's uh, uh, media folks and they they responded um, as well. So the, the idea was that the Saturday game, so Indiana won the first game, uh, won and then also ended up winning the second game. But that Saturday second game that Indiana won that, that was against Kentucky, uh, that, there, that my source said that Kentucky protested the outcome of the game. And said that Indiana was using, uh, was inappropriately using technology, uh, specifically cameras, to spy on Kentucky players. Um, when I asked Kentucky about their response to it, um, they said that the University of Kentucky requested and received clarification on an administrative question during the Lexington Regional. Um, so it wasn't, That's didn't really an
3: answer. Did, yeah, for it wasn't some really a question in- somewhere.
0: <laughs> there was some sort of question. Um, you know, so, you know, maybe it wasn't that, oh, they, they the fact were. fact that they cur- didn't want to
1: admit what the question was tells you that's yeah. what the question was.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's, it's a, the point is I laid it all out and I even said that the NCAA, according to my source, the NCAA didn't take any time at all in saying, nope, this isn't an issue. We're not concerned with it. Um, and so specifically what they're referring to. And if you go to any Indiana baseball games, almost anywhere, including road games, um, but especially at home, you'll see there are these, uh, you know, little camcorders, um, I should have already put mine away, but basically you have a, a little camcorder that's a, about yay big. that has a big battery on the end of it, um, records to, you know, in a, to, to internal memory or an SD card, you know, something like, the line, lines, something like this, um, not networked. It's completely local and it's there so that they can record, a full at bat from one angle that doesn't, it isn't like watching the, the TV feed afterwards where you're, you're trying to look at a player's mechanics, a hitter's mechanics. It, those are the things that, that these are, they're developing players or developing student athletes that this is all <laughs> about that. And they, they put these cameras around for this recording purposes and Indiana's not by any means the only team that does it. We've seen lots of teams do it. I think Cass, you said you saw several teams do it uh, in Omaha. <laughs> yeah. Um,
3: not just
0: IU. Yeah. So th- th- there's no reason this should have been a question, but uh I I can say I got the impression that it really rubbed that the Kentucky questioning this kind of rubbed IU's uh people the wrong way. Um and and then, you know, you had before everything started, there was a lot of the discussions about uh nationally about the fact that uh that there wasn't hotel space to to, to, to have the uh, to house the uh, opposing players. Although all the feedback we got from people that were um, staying in the dorms actually said that Kentucky did, did quite a good job of making the uh, the dorm situation uh work out well. And uh, several of the folks they we just didn't know to, how
1: to run an event, though, Carl.
0: Yeah. I mean, if someone gets
1: ejected from a game and you can't get back to where you live, there should have been security with Tyler Cerny when they made him leave the field, right? If you want to use the dorm spaces for meetings, they have to be available when you want them. You don't have to have team meetings on a bus. Yeah. All right. And all these things happened at the regional. All right. If they don't want to say it, that's fine. But we know it. And Kentucky ran a terrible event. They didn't think about what, like, the outside-the-box stuff, right? They didn't yeah. think about that. It wasn't about the dorms. Like, I mean, we've heard it from people, right? They were, most of our team was freshmen anyway. They were living yeah. in the yeah. dorms already. Yeah. Yeah. It was the meeting spaces. It was, should someone be ejected from a game for doing something on the books they could not do, which Tyler did, if you're going to eject him from the stadium, you have to have staff to be with him to get him back to where he needs to go. The guy was out there for an hour by himself. I mean, it was ridiculous. Yeah. And and then, you know, uh, the, the fact they kicked the guy's son out of the dugout because the Kentucky coach just wants to try to mix it up because he already lost, right? That's what that's about. You're going to kick a guy's son out of the dugout because he's what? Whatever it is, four years younger than the rule? TCU had kids half <laughs> Derek's son's age the, in Omaha. But Nick wants to be Nick. And people think this guy is some kind of great guy, but I think we learned about what he really was that four days. Okay. And, and that's just a fact, right? He wants to say the other team cheated when he loses. And then because he lost, he went, oh, well, oh, now your son can't be in the dugout and take out. And then they don't have their staff ready to do what they need to do. God forbid there is an ejection. And you're going to have people cleaning your only meeting rooms when you need them. You know, it it was not cool. Did the media part treat us great? They absolutely did. Yeah. And 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 did they treat you know other part of our media team? From what I understand from the Indiana baseball media team, they were treated great too. But there was some stuff that did not go down right, and and that's all the head coach of Kentucky. And and you know, where they say you know the fish stinks from the top or the snake is dirty from the head, or that's all him, man. That's
0: all that guy. And in case. You know, and, and, and the other thing is, is the whole idea that Indiana somehow had the pitches made zero sense. Because, yeah. first Stop of all, uh, Lee was phenomenal. Okay. I mean, it, the, the pitching job that he did for Kentucky, that was, yep. and, and it was, you know, as, as, as someone you know, who admires baseball, that was, an, that was a fantastic performance. And in the end, he got burned by one at bat. But if you watch that one at bat, and 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 if you want the details, you can read the piece I put up there. But essentially, there were really th- three specific pitches I'll I'll call out. One was Lee really did throw a really good slider, oh one that that, uh, that 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 Peter swung and missed at, and the 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 pitch went well outside, and and Peter swung and missed at it i don 't see how if you if he knew that was a slider that was a pitch he would have swung at um, and then he also almost peter almost got rung up on a check swing he held a check swing back he did held it he held it back but it it got a you know they, they protested it and and the first base umpire said that he didn 't go around, but that would have been a strikeout if that had been called a strike um <clears throat> And once it finally got to three and two, it started oh, two, once it got to three and two, because this was the point that Lee was almost at 100 pitches and he threw a bunch of pitches outside. Um, And it was, you know, it was like everyone at this point, I mean, even the announcer even said it, Okay, now we're in a fastball count. He's going to throw a fastball. Everybody knew he was throwing a fastball. He threw a fastball in the outer half of the plate. And but it wasn't like Pete was was, you know, pulled it. He hit the ball the other way. It's a, he, does, he does what you do with a fastball when you're on fastball timing, but you're still you know going to prepare for something else. And it was he hit that ball the other way. And for an opposite field home run, it was a fantastic piece of hitting. And to say anything else is to take that away from Pete, Peter Ceruto. And well, that's, that was, what, that's what Kentucky did, though. They yeah. did say something else, and they yeah. tried to take that away
1: from Peter Ceruto. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where a lot of the anger came in. <laughs> Because their kids shoved for six and thirds innings or whatever it was, yeah. six and two thirds. Yeah, I mean, it's not like we, we didn't do anything.
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> it was three to one before Pete hit the bomb. Right. Yeah. We had it's one like, run.
3: It's not like from the get-go. It was like, oh, we're teeing off against right. this high level guy like no yeah. right,
1: right 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 exactly it, was it wasn't like you way. showed up on the road and just like hit bombs for three days because yeah. you had like tip pitchers or something right. it wasn't like anything like that it wasn't like you thought maybe you knew what was coming for a three-game series on a road it wasn't anything like that yeah we were on a road but we had scored one run for six and two-thirds innings or whatever yeah. it was and pete came through in the clutch
0: yeah.
1: but Nick wanted to try to take it away from him and I'm glad our staff got mad about
0: that.
3: Yeah.
0: Yep. Um, so the Hoosiers did win, uh, and as you mentioned, Tyler Cerny, uh, got, got ejected, uh, for the, for bringing the chain out onto the field. Um, and then they, uh, he was not able to play the next game, the Sunday, the first, uh, of the, um, the championship games, uh, Indiana did really struggle in that game uh, and coach Mercer was very clear on that. He said after the game, this is a quote from him, uh, that uh, we we threw some guys today that we haven't thrown a ton. Those guys have those things happen. It's not a deal. It's not an issue We threw Some guys today that we haven't thrown a ton and some of them haven't been leaned on like in premium innings on weekends and whatnot. Sometimes those things happen. You pick up and move on. Um, Essentially in order to, to win, a regional like this you've you first of all when you don't have the depth Kentucky clearly had the best pitching depth of of the group there Um, West Virginia probably had the most the the best overall talent um, and the best overall season you know pretty much came from West Virginia they were the big 12 co-champs but they just weren't overall playing all that well Uh, but for Indiana it was that first game after two innings, Luke Sennard was shoving, uh, but Luke Sennard got pulled for an injury. And that just changes the calculus for Indiana. Indiana needed Luke Sennard to have a full inning, to have a real shot at winning the, the regional. Um, but then it's like, okay, well, what do you have to do? You have to win those first two games because of the way a double elimination tournament is, is constructed. Given the massive advantage Kentucky had in pitching depth, you had to force Kentucky to be the one to play that extra game that, uh, that's that Sunday morning game. And Indiana accomplished that, but it took most of the trusted pitching in order to accomplish that. So Sunday was a game that just, you know, Hey, you, you, you give these guys a shot. These guys have the capability, but it just didn't work out. And, and it was a 16 uh, to six loss. The Monday game was just a fantastic baseball game. Uh yeah, Indiana came out on the on the wrong end of things, but Indiana hit Kentucky ten to six. Uh Ty Bothwell was just oh, amazing. Goodness. It was just a phenomenal uh a phenomenal outing. you know, he had a little struggle that first inning, but he just came through after that. And and this was, you know, obviously his second performance of the of the of the series after getting uh that, that save the opening night.
1: Well that's the thing, Carl, real quick. I don't wanna I feel like we did just kind of bypassed that West Virginia game just because we were just so angst against (laughs) Kentucky. But since this, I've been following this team, at least, you know, 13, I was kind of like following from afar. I didn't really understand the deal. So you want to count regionals of 14, 15, what, what is it? 17, 18, 19. And this one, when did we really win a game that we weren't supposed to win? And when did we win a game that no one thought we would? It's yeah. been years. Yeah. Okay, we have lost them all, and then we shut down West Virginia, and it's because of Ty Boshwell, and it's because of it Riedel, and it's because when we had a one-run lead with like an inning to go, we decided to explode late, and I think that really can't get overlooked, because as you go through all these regionals, you know. You got to call a spade a spade. All we ever beat were like four seeds except for that one Texas A&M game on that Sunday day game, right? We played in some close ones. We, we played in that close one with Vanderbilt, right? We had some obviously close ones, the last two against Stanford, right? And, and we've had opportunities, but we hadn't won any of them. And then we beat West Virginia and then we beat Kentucky. So I really don't want to bypass that West Virginia win because I really think it was big for the program. I think it was even bigger for the program that our ace went down in the second inning, which you did mention, yeah. but Reisdorf, Botwell, the bats, the clutch, that one's a big one. You know, I don't want to bypass that West Virginia victory because I think it was huge. It put us in the night game against Kentucky. It didn't put us in the damn noon game against the four seed, which we've uh-huh. been doing for years. Mm-hmm. So credit to the staff, to the team, to the young team. That's the other thing. All these regionals, we never had a team this young. And we beat West Virginia, and we beat Kentucky the first two. And to me, that that is something I'm not going to forget.
3: Yeah, and I I also want to throw out there that uh, that the Cerny ejection and uh, and suspension was not a factor in the loss to Kentucky. Uh, oh, Evan, not at all, Evan. Evan, go forth absolutely was ready to go. Comes in, hits his first home run, a a weird one, off the glove, but a (laughs) home run nonetheless. uh, Hits a double, turns a phenomenal double play. He was there. He was ready to go immediately, and he hadn't had significant playing time since, what, the Kentucky game back in March? Mm -hmm. So, I, I want to like, give that a wasn't even
1: significant. To, that was just a yeah. throw in. Yeah.
3: Yeah. But that, w- but yeah. it was he more significant. Really than like Clemson. Right. I mean, Auburn. Auburn. Yeah. And so I definitely want to, want to throw that out there because he came in off the bench in a crucial spot and more than did his job.
1: Yeah, Absolutely. He really, I, I certainly didn't think I would see him after that day and he definitely did his thing
0: yeah but the biggest thing i think we take away from the last game is just that the indiana played well enough to win that regional in that last yep. game and Absolutely. that really you know you, you have to just say that hey they they put it all out there uh you know it's just they, the one thing they didn't accomplish is that, that that one kind of unlucky piece they just couldn't get they, they, they spread their hits all around. They yep. kept getting the leadoff man on and not getting the leadoff man <laughs> home. Um, yep. And it's just that, you know, they got baseballed in that. And yep. uh, it just it didn't work out in the end. Um, but I mean, it was 2-2 in the sixth inning of yep. game seven. You
1: know what I'm saying? That's facts. Yeah. No matter how, whether, whether you lost your race or you had to beat the Big 12 champ or, or, or the SEC home team, we did everything we had to do to be 2-2 in the sixth inning in game seven. And we just didn't get it done. There's nobody blamed. There's no GOAT. There's yeah. none of that. No. no. You know, there's no Billy Buckner. There's no, oh, we, you know, we gave up a home run to somebody we shouldn't have. No. Nope. We just lost a baseball game. It, yeah. it was, it was uh, you know, aggravating, absolutely, with all those base runners. You know, it was aggravating. And, and you don't want to repeat that in another big game. Of course you don't. But uh, you nailed it, man, in the open. It was just a great
0: baseball game uh and it was just great to see to see this team back on that kind of a stage
3: yeah
0: uh that this is that we we talk about it all season it's about getting to a situation where you can play in these big games in front of 7000 uh fans in in that kind of environment and you know that's that's when when players decide they want to come to a place like Indiana. That's what they're wanting to see. Yeah. And they made that happen. And it was uh, you know, it was a, it was a, it was a tough deal to do that. You know, having to play that early gauntlet, having to uh, go through those stretches. And even if the competition wasn't great, still winning all of those games is what got them, you know, to where they were. And to the point that you made, Chris, it was, Almost completely reconstructing that pitching staff in order to be able to to cover all of those innings, uh, and and rely on, you know, where you're 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 there was a, you know thinking like are are we going to see a freshman pitcher you know actually given the, all of the the upperclassmen that they got to the portal were we going to see a freshman pitcher to relying on a freshman pitcher in a key situation you you called out reisdorf there yeah. uh, at the end um and then and the the work that foley had to do uh oh, and oh. it was just just to see these guys uh get into these these positions and, and and i think it speaks a lot for the the future of the program as well uh, yep. to build on that um okay 437 of the
2: 556 innings pitched this year we're brand new Hoosiers. That's yep. almost eighty percent.
3: Yeah.
2: Um, to speak on you know how they developed and were better than last year. Glant, uh, they dropped two runs, almost two full runs off their ERA in one season. Uh, Ten points in batting average down, and then you know the big complaint last year was all the free bases, right? Hit by pitches and walks. Okay, eighteen percent down
3: yep.
2: from last year on those. And those are, you know, 80% of your innings are guys that did not throw here last year. So they completely rebuilt that and relied on young guys coming in. That that cannot be understated. Last year, the conversation was, okay, offense is good, right? Pitching needs fixed. Well, they made big strides in that this year. Okay, the offense this year, strikeout rate down, walk rate right up, hit 20 points higher. Slug 30 points higher. Home runs were up. So as yeah. good as the offense was last year, you know, a lot of the flack that we see on the boards, you know, last year, hey, hitting's good. Pitching is terrible. Well, okay. Pitching was much improved this year and hitting was even better. Yeah. So if you're following this program and you're not encouraged by the way the ball's rolling, I don't know what to tell you.
3: Yep. You're not following close enough.
2: Nope. No, and what what Cass talked about earlier, close games. I looked up uh nine and one in one run games and twenty and five in two run games. So they've learned they're learning how to win, they perform under pressure. Uh nine of their 43 wins this year were against teams that made the tourney. So not quite what that'd be 20%, I guess. So a fifth of their wins were against teams that were tourney teams you know not just 40 win teams but you know yeah. legit teams
1: you can't you can't expect that from so many young players no but it happened you know yeah uh all year long like every week uh cast brought up like oh we haven't seen a snowball inning yet we haven't seen a snowball inning yet and yeah a couple came at the very end yeah but it was like week after week, and we kept waiting for them to happen because there were so many of them last year, right? And, and Cass was all over it. Like, she said, okay, it was two runs. All right, that's cool. Right, it was a solar bomb. That's cool. And we yeah. really didn't have those snowball innings like she likes to mention, and, and, and she's all over it. You know, to your credit, Cass, you're always over that. <laughs> and, but but until maybe like, I don't know, like right Michigan State, like, towards the end, yeah. And there was some in the Big Ten tourney, absolutely. Yeah. But let's not forget that Ryan Craft was not on the roster for that.
3: That's what I, I think that was a
1: huge uh, piece yep. and I don't think they wanted to push Reisdorf too much in that tourney. Yep. Again, I'm not asking them questions, yep. but I think they knew that Reisdorf, Sedan, and Kraft were their major bullets in, in the, in the yep. regional. Yeah. So I don't think they wanted to push it for the big 10. I could be wrong. There, I don't there know. Was no- it sure I seemed like that. I don't
0: think so. I think you're that, right. That I think they also really liked the opportunity of getting, uh, guys like whiteacre a lot of experience in that tournament yeah. um and look at the performance that he made i mean yeah. they had so many talented freshman pitchers that that that's gonna that they're gonna build that future piece on those those freshman arms and i'm yeah. uh, really looking forward to seeing what uh how that further development goes and yes they they've got a piece they need to do which is to I think the next stage in that is probably to, to try to build a little bit more consistent starting pitching to yep. cover more of those innings and kind of be able to be able to get guys in roles. Cause there was so much role rotation that had to happen over the course of the season. Um, they made it work, but oh, yeah. I think when it comes to uh, really getting into, okay, how are you going to address a, a, a critical series like Maryland? How are you going to address uh, a, a Big Ten tournament and a regional, uh, having a real solid group of pitchers that that you can give the ball to at the beginning and go six innings, and then have a plan for how you're going to attack the back end, is uh, it, it, it hopefully will be the next step if they can get the right pieces in place, and that's not easy. I get that it's not yeah,
2: easy. Well, Carl, to that point, I think okay, we talked about the innings, eighty percent, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, we had what Ty Craft and Holderfield back yes am I missing anybody and Holderfield didn't didn't throw a pitch okay Luke Luke. so early season you have all these new pieces coming in so you're going to get them work it's hard to get guys you know you want to see what you've got see who performs in certain situations so in order to have that kind of a starter three starters that are going to go six innings you've got to let them do that and get stretched out when you have that many new pieces coming in you can't necessarily afford to be working on that yet. So to your point, yes, the next step would be now, you know, what you've got, you've got some years left with these guys. So now you can start developing and stretching them out and working on that, but that's really hard to do in the situation they were in right now.
0: Yeah. 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 Um, and again, this, I'm, I'm not upset that they didn't. Yeah, no, do I know. I'm not, no, I know. I didn't it's, think you were, you didn't come across that way. Yeah, just, it's, yeah, Yeah. It's now, what can you do now that you have until next, until right. next winter. Yep. Yeah, I, I, and I, I have a I have a, a lot of faith that uh, that Dustin Glant is the is the right person to to get that worked out. Right. He's and, got and, the snowball
2: rolling right now. Yep. And I genuinely believe if a couple of the other guys would have hit like
1: Sonar did, we would have had guys going six, five, six innings as starters. It just didn't play out
0: like that. Yeah.
3: Yeah, and, and honestly, I mean, we had
0: Kraft was, throwing seven out of the pen.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was nails. Well,
0: yeah. But also early on, it was a lot of the more they were trying to rely on more of these trusted veteran pitchers established who were. And again, like like we also it was first first rule of anything, throw strikes, get guys who can throw strikes. And they did that. But uh, but the thing is, they realized that once you get over that hurdle, you then also need to get the guys who really have the stuff. Yep. Um, especially given the way the the ball plays in college baseball now, you yep.
3: you get the ball into the, it,
0: it outside of Omaha. Right. You get the ball yeah. into the air, and it's 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 flying. Yep. Well, it seems that some things might be a little different. with
3: the Baseballs, <laughs> yeah. But I I, I will say, on don't the... tell that
0: to TCU today. But okay,
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, but I. I will say on the pitching side that the even more like the 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 exciting part moving forward is this staff can't get ransacked by professional baseball. The we've talked about it before. Just how how many guys have been drafted uh, before mm-hmm. they graduate or before their eligibility runs out, and it's been a, a thing for the last several years to so to have a year now where so many of the key pieces are non-draft eligible player like that that's huge for steadying the ship they've started to write the ship now they need to to steady it uh and i think that could be a huge point for the pitching staff They get more years of development, more years to get that consistency and to stretch them out.
0: And also you have a baseline with a group of guys as opposed to, I mean, having to develop (laughs) 20 pitchers, (laughs) 20 guys through. And like you said, Josh, of those three of them through last year, only three of them through last year. And those were, except for Ty, were all young guys. Yep. Yep. As you can imagine the daunting task that Dustin Glant had to to get all of those pictures. And now a good number of them, there's a baseline. Yep. There's a baseline. That 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 makes his that work that he
2: did even more impressive Mm -hmm. knowing that he started from scratch or had to learn those guys from the from the beginning. And honestly, Pete probably deserves a lot of credit for that also. And we know Denton, what Denton does behind the scenes. But you know, between those three. Having that many guys that they work with, and, and Ryan and all the bullpen, you know, the the catchers, uh, Matt, you know, the guys that caught those guys through the fall. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was yeah. a ton of work that went Don't into. Don't forget it. Brock. Don't forget yeah. Brock. Uh, and, and, <laughs> Brock <laughs> and Brock. And Brock. And <laughs> Brock. But, I just, you know, they improved on you, you yep. bring that many moving pieces and you improve statistically in almost every single yep. aspect.
0: Yep. I mean, that's. That's unreal. All right. Well, that, uh, that concludes our season wrap. Uh, I want to thank you for listening to this edition of Talking Hoosier Baseball. Uh, for more on Indiana University baseball, hit up iubase.com. Uh, we'll have some content uh, over the summer, and we're definitely going to have some detailed comment uh, content uh, in the fall. Um, so for Chris Feeney, Josh Bennett, and Cassidy Palmer, I'm Carl James. Uh, see you at the BART.